that's been my experience with it. But most people jump from shared to VPS. And that's always an interesting move because depending on what they pick for a dedicated server, because WordPress is single threaded, they might have a different experience on shared than they did with dedicated because that server was faster, technically, clockwise. And then on the, the uh, dedicated plan, it's not as fast, but it is more consistent and they're not sharing resources with people. And at that point, we can begin to help them tune and optimize the server so that it can be performant for them and you're not battling against other people on the server. So the challenge is always moving them to shared, helping them understand the expectations of VPS that maybe it won't be quite as quick, and but you're going to be able to run your site consistently and it's not going to go down even if there's a, a burst in traffic. Hey, Bob WP here and welcome to Do The Woo, the WooCommerce and WordPress Builder Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Avalaris Next, a global compliance conference exclusively designed for their tech partners and the developer community. Learn more at avlr.co forward slash next 23. And Jetpack, where you can now customize your client site with over seven individual plugins that will do one thing for your client site and make sure it does it well. Just visit them at jetpack.com. I'll tell you more about Jetpack and Avalara's next later in the show, but let's head into another Woo Dev Chat with hosts Zach and Carl as they talk all things hosting, performance, and a lot more with Justin Mazzy from A2 Hosting. Justin's been in the WordPress space and hosting space for many years, and he certainly knows the ins and outs. So let's get this show on the road. Hey everybody, Zach Stepik here with Carl Alexander for yet another episode of the Woo Dev Chats here on Do The Woo. Uh, Carl, how are you doing, man? It's good. It's rainy here. I'm kind of in between travels. I'm laying low till work camp US, essentially, in Montreal. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. I'm, uh, I'm at the conference hotel. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah, same. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the community, seeing everybody, um, having a lot of great hallway chats. And uh, uh, so today, as usual, we have a guest that we've brought with us. And today we have uh, Justin Massey from A2 Hosting. Justin, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. You got me out of the morning leadership morning uh, meeting, so that's good. Get to be a little more casual, but weather-wise, it's pretty warm and humid, but not too bad. Now, your job title is Chief Technology Officer. We know that sometimes that uh, means a lot of things. Uh, what's in your day-to-day? Um, well, I work pretty closely with the software development teams and the engineering teams. Um, a lot of mentoring uh, I still code actively, but not so much at work. So really just making sure projects are staying on task, making sure they're meeting the uh, the asks of the leadership team. But I'm still close enough to the code that, that uh, I can help with architecture decisions, things like that. But I generally like to leave that to my, my teams that do. Very cool. And this all came about uh, over 
a, a career of you know moving ever closer to those uh, those sea level roles, right? So um, it looks like uh, you did some some work at uh, Site Five and some work over at Envato. Uh, um, so you you definitely have made your way across the the industry and have a a great uh, a great background. Um, looks like you're from Pennsylvania as well, right? I am. I've been here most of my life, uh, but shortly after I got married, we lived in upstate New York above Albany for about 10 years, but had to come back after we had a couple children and no family around to help us out. So we're back in the area. Yeah. Having those, uh, that built in support system is really important with kids, isn't it? It is. It's amazing how hard it is to find somebody to watch four kids, but I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have two. So, uh, but one is 20 now and the other is eight. So there was enough of a gap that we really only had one that needed to be watched at a time. So we were very fortunate there. So at A2, you guys are uh, always working on new stuff. What cool stuff do you have on the horizon? I think the most exciting project for me is what we're calling Turbo Hub. And we, we are probably one of the larger hosts using WHMCS to run the billing. And there's only so much you can kind of do in WHMCS for customization. Some of that code is, is uh, you know, ionic coded, so you can't really do anything with it. So we've taken an opportunity to kind of basically build some APIs into WHMCS so that we could have our own control panel. And that's what we've been working on. H- I can't even pronounce that for those who aren't familiar. You know, I don't even remember what the acronym stands for. I've been saying it for so long, but I believe it's Web Host Manager Control System. But I'll have to double check that. But it was one of the more complete solutions around hosts that are using Web Host Manager and cPanel. Um, it, it integrates with the APIs, things like that, handles provisioning, all that kind of stuff. We're really just trying to use that more of an engine these days and and trying to take some of the responsibilities away from WHMCS and put more custom experiences in front of customers. And Turbo Hub is, we're using that with our managed WordPress product. And that just gives you a lot more controls on what you can do with your websites. And, and we're really trying to build this for agencies, people that build you know, multiple websites have to manage multiple websites, manage access, all that kind of stuff. And since WHMCS doesn't have that support and we have the right people right now, we decided this is the time. Let's do it. Nice. And it looks like you offer both managed and unmanaged plans, which is kind of cool uh, because you're letting people choose their own way, right? Choose their own adventure through the system. Yeah, we have a lot of do-it-yourself customers that's still a really big part of our customer base so a lot of people still will go for wordpress but you know as we build better tools i think we'll have more people choosing managed wordpress um it's a little bit more expensive but you know with the control panel we're adding i think the value will be there that's really cool it's always neat to see that kind of stuff happening right and you know we talk a lot about the tech side of things here um specifically around WooCommerce and you know, a lot of scaling WooCommerce and running really high capacity sites. And that's a really hard thing to do well, right? 
but it seems that your plans seem pretty well set up for running um, higher capacity sites when needed. I'm kind of curious on your hand, actually, like there was no pressure from other vendors to build something for like to pressure like the... I can't, I can't do this acronym, man, uh, but, uh, to, to W-H-M-C-S. build something like, yeah, yeah. WP, WHMCS, like to build something like that. That seems like something kind of a lot of you, a lot of their customers seems to, to need, right? Like there was no interest from them to, to build something like that. Well, it's WHMCS is owned by web pros and web pros also owns web host manager and cPanel. So web host manager is is they're doing a lot of work on that to add what's called WordPress toolkit. And there's a lot of stuff in there where they're kind of addressing it, but it's not part of their billing system. Um, we are using it a little bit on, on our end, but more from like an API standpoint. So I think they are trying to solve that. And I would imagine at some point we'll see some of that move its way back into WHMCS, but we're, we're trying to stay ahead of that. And again, we don't want to re- really be pigeon-toed to what they're building. We want to build it the way that we want to build it. Uh, we have a lot of people who have, have had this experience and done this before at other hosting companies that came along with me here. And uh, we have a pretty good idea of how we want to do it. Um, and we think we can do it quicker than they can. Yeah, I was just curious because that seems like a really like a need that a lot of hosting companies must have um, to, to offer more bespoke kind of um, admin and user account experiences versus I, I assume like it was very kind of like just standardized for everyone. Like if you just logged in to anybody that used that solution, they all look the same essentially. Yeah. I don't think there's many people using it at our scale. And so we're probably an outlier on, on, on that, oh, on that okay. platform <laughs> to, to be honest. So I think most for, for most people using it, it's probably a, a pretty good solution. It's just that when you want to really get custom and take on more responsibility yourself, you know, you really, you really have to invest some time in understanding how that system works behind the scenes. And you really need some experts in WHMCS to kind of leverage that. I'm not sure that most companies are motivated to do that, um, but we are at our size. We, we, we just, there's, we've done what we can in WHMCS with their hooks and their limitations. So now we kind of have to take that next step. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if WHMCS, you know, ran with some of our ideas, and I wouldn't be mad about it either. It's kind of interesting because not not a lot of people know this, but GoWP behind the scenes powers all of their business with WHMCS because they started with it when they were still an agency, and they were running hosting for their customers. So they just continued using it as they transition to their service model and they're still using it for their recurring billing to this day. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've always kind of been an, an integration kind of company where we're, you know, taking different solutions and, and piecing them together, but we're kind of shifting a bit and starting to invest more time in just building our own tools. So I think that's why we got as far as we did with WHMCS and haven't moved off of it because we're really just working on, integrating other great technologies. Nice. Um, So we were starting to talk about WooCommerce and how WooCommerce factors into hosting and what exactly that means uh, across a host like like you. 
where you have both these managed and unmanaged plans. How do you, how do you approach um, WooCommerce sites that are starting to scale beyond your shared plans? Yeah. Um, like we're WooCommerce express is probably a good example of somebody who's, you know, kind of more doing more specialized stuff and competing with someone like Shopify. Um, but they're priced a lot higher than they, you know, just a normal hosting plan with WooCommerce and for good reason, because it comes with a lot of good tools to, to kind of build and manage that store experience. And then that's your main focus of your business. And you don't really want to invest time in, you know, the rest of the website is probably a good solution. But if you have more to your business than just products you sell, for example, then one of our unmanaged project products might be good for you and you're going to spend less and you're going to have more tools available. If you want to move up and you feel like, okay, you know, this isn't a good solution for me, then that's where our managed solutions come in. Um, and we have everything from shared to VPS to dedicated, and we can help you scale all the way through all those different, different parts of growth in your business. So I think it's a lot about where the customer is in, in their business and what they need. I think most people can get away on just a shared hosting account and save some money, you know, to put towards other things, especially a new business is just starting out. Yeah, until you get to that point where those inserts that happen when you, you get a traffic event start to pile up, right? That's that's when uh, things get a little hairy. But uh, yeah, burstability is kind of the trick, right, with something like WooCommerce. Because um, as things start to get mired up in the in the add adding orders to the database. If you don't have uh, high performance order storage enabled, or uh, if you start getting a lot of traffic that's searching all at the same time, and you're still using SQL for powering your search, um, those all can cause some serious problems with database access. Uh, so that's, that's kind of where I was getting at is, you know, what's the path for people who, um, where shared just doesn't work anymore. And, you know, they, they need to move beyond that. Yeah. It's, it's always an interesting problem to solve because WordPress is, you know, it's single threaded. It's, it's not a cloud aware. So you have to really, you really have to be aware of that when you're kind of building out these plans and really the easiest solution is just a more powerful server. So we've really taken some time into testing a lot of different hardware and our AMD Epic uh, dedicated servers are very performant. And I'm not aware of anyone that's been moved to one of those servers and had problems scaling that they didn't have money to pay for more servers, you know, because that's at that point, if your store is that busy, hopefully you're making enough money to, to be able to support that infrastructure. And so that that's been my experience with it, but most people jump from shared, shared to VPS and, that's always an interesting move because depending on what they pick for a dedicated server, because WordPress is single threaded, they might have a different experience on shared than they did with dedicated because that server was faster technically clockwise. And then on the, the uh, dedicated plan, it's not as fast, but it is more consistent and they're not sharing resources with people. And at that point we can begin to kind of help them tune and optimize the server so that it can be performant for them and you're not 
battling against other people on the server. So the challenge is always moving them to shared, helping them understand the expectations of VPS that maybe it won't be quite as quick, and but you're going to be able to run your site consistently and it's not going to go down even if there's a, a burst in traffic. And really, we have a lot of monitoring place and things like that so we can let the customers know, hey, you know, you're kind of getting close to your resources. Before this is a problem, you might want to upgrade to something else. But, you know, going from VPS to dedicated is quite a jump. And so we do our best to try to optimize them on VPS before we do that, because it is a bigger jumping cost than going from shared to VPS. Yeah. And it looks like you have some of your VPSs are on the turbo architecture as well. So um, that's probably uh a good place for something that needs that CPU that needs more workers that needs to needs to be able to scale to handle those larger traffic spikes uh, without needing to go all the way to dedicated right away. And I, I I'm always curious about this because everybody has a different strategy for how they configure their PHP workers, right? Uh, some people use it as a selling point now to say, oh, we have unlimited PHP workers. And, well, that's a lie, right? There's no there's no such thing as unlimited PHP workers. Uh, the number of workers you have is always going to be limited by the hardware you have, how many CPU cores you have, because you, know, you can only queue up so many instructions before the queue starts to grow out of proportion to where you want it to be. And then it starts to slow things down because the queue is sitting there waiting for operations, right? Uh, so <laughs> what's what's your strategy on workers? I know m- mine is generally, you know, three to five workers per CPU core uh, or vCPU, depending on what you're talking about, right? Because uh, most vCPUs and cloud hosting can only really support a single thread, whereas... In some environments, you're dealing with cores that can handle two to four simultaneous threads. So um, I generally, that three to five rule, that the multiplier versus the number of cores you have or or the number of threads you have available is kind of my rule. Um, <clears throat> I don't have the formula in front of me, but I can tell you that we look at a number of things. I think the, the PHP workers are pretty significant, especially with a, a site you can't really cache, like, you know, logged in users or WooCommerce shopping experience, things like that. So we, we tried to basically give maybe around 60% of the server resources to the web server and PHP and then leave the rest for the database server. But you can open up the workers, but if the database obviously can't kind of handle it on the back end, then it doesn't really matter if you can take more web requests. So we kind of look at those two things in conjunction, but I don't think three three to four workers per CPU core sounds about in line with what we're doing, but we're really also looking at the database pretty closely because that tends to be where these sites kind of get hung up anyway. Yeah, but also you kind of have to, you can DDoS your database and also it depends on the workload basically also, right? Because like if your tread your worker needs you know 50 50 megs of ram to run the code but like you have another application and it needs like 200 megs to run the code like something big like a body boss site or something like that then 
it doesn't matter also because you could have as many workers, but your, your, your server is going to run out of memory anyways. So, um, it's always like a calibration thing. Like it, it, there's no, it's a tricky thing. People want like this clean cut kind of formula and there's some aspects of it. That's just basically based on what you're hosting. It changes. Yeah, we, we try to, we have, I won't say it's a generic config. It's obviously, especially on the WordPress side, catered towards towards that uh, product. But one of the things we do offer and we're looking to automate in the near future is we actually go in and we'll do an optimization on your site, like a full optimization, figure out which one of your plugins is slowing you down, things like that, see if headers are configured properly. And that's something that we've been experimenting with offering to new customers and the tuning of the server is obviously important, but we've seen way more significant uh, performance increases just by trying to cater to the specific websites need needed uh, needs. And we've had sites go, you know, 30 to 40% faster just from going through that process. And, and then one of the other things we're trying to do is not just optimize them and then just kind of, you know, throw them over the fence, so to speak, but we want to also kind of keep an eye on that performance and let them know if it changes. So Again, I think we can continue to optimize the server stuff, but it seems like as far as impact goes, getting in there to that individual website and making those changes. And we're taking those learnings and, and working to automate that. So it's just something is, you know, a button they can click in the control panel and it will actually speed up their website. Nice. Uh, let's talk a little bit about where WooCommerce and WordPress in general are headed right now, right? The WordPress performance team has been doing some great work in trying to make performance better for all of us, right? Um, and trying to optimize WordPress to perform at a higher level everywhere in shared environments, dedicated environments, just across the board. Um, and I don't know how, how closely you're following all of that stuff. I know I definitely have been watching uh, what the performance team is doing to see where it all heads. Um, any thoughts and insights there from, from your standpoint? I think one thing that can really help is some of these larger hosting companies coming together and talking about the problems they're seeing performance wise and talking, we have right connections with people on the web pro side and we ha do have some people here at A2 there are invested in, in the WordPress side and join some of the meetings, things like that. But I think taking those shared learnings and and figuring out a way to kind of action them could be helpful. And maybe we can come up with a solution that works for you know everyone or at least most people. Um, I would also like to see, and, and this is always a challenge, but like see WooCommerce become more CDN friendly and just think about you know ways they could do that and you have very, very popular CDNs out there like Quick Cloud and Cloudflare, obviously. And, and there might be something out there they can kind of do together to, to make it more performant without having to do complete architecture overhauls in the back end. Yeah, I think the, the coolest thing that I've seen from the standpoint of what they're doing for performance is the performance plugin that's... Uh, kind of introducing the new things that they're doing before they are. That's WordPress though. Yeah, that's WordPress. That's not WooCommerce specific though, right? No, it's not. 
Um, well, I mean, WordPress performance improves Word, WooCommerce performance, right? So some of the things that they're working on, though, um, include WebP support, which is kind of cool. Uh, so uploads for WebP and uh, something in Site Health that lets you know if WebP images are supported. That's going to increase uh, performance on the front end across every site. Uh, just because WebP is generally smaller. That makes sense. Yeah, what are the pain points you see or you would like to see handled? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think the front-end stuff is actually less concerning with scaling because with you know decent CDN solutions, most of that works pretty quickly. But the WP admin experience can still be slow depending on what you're doing, the size of your store. And so... It's interesting because customers, our customers and customers at Payday's hosting company, their experience is on the back end. That's that's what they work with. Of course, they go to their own store, but like majority of their time is spent on the back end. So I would personally like to see more work done so that that can be more performant um, because it, it's definitely a little bit harder to, to do because it's, again, stuff you can't cash. And uh, But that is if, if customers are experiencing experiencing slowness it's usually in wp admin and not the front end with everything else that's going on on the front end yeah because that's the application part more so than the 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 actual content delivery part so like right yeah that's always like the struggle right because also it depends what they're installing like i mean for stores also it varies on the type of store like what's in the store like even with object caching and things like that, it can be really problematic. And it's hard to explain to the customers too, right? It is. It's uh, There's a distinct difference in performance between the front end and the back end, and they do notice that. Yeah. You may not have your mindset on global tax compliance, but I'm betting your clients will feel much more at ease knowing you do. So to get on top of all things tax compliance, Mark your calendar for September 20th and 21st for Avalara's Next, a conference exclusively designed for their tech partners and the developer community. You will hear from Moo experts like Becca Rice, who shares her wealth of knowledge about building and coding with tax compliance in mind. Plus, hey, you'll have a chance to win a tax-free, of course, tax-free, $500 gift certificate from Amazon. So when you have a free moment, check out our show notes for the link to register for free. In some instances, you want a plugin that brings you several features that you need. Other times you need something simpler. You need a plugin that does one thing and does it very, very well. With Jetpack, you have both options. Now you can customize your client's need with your choice of seven individual plugins. Now we are talking backup, CRM, security, performance, video hosting, social sharing, and search. Each one of them doing what it should do with your client site. So I suggest you head over to jetpack.com and get what you need when your client needs it and watch for more individual plugins coming from Jetpack as they are released throughout this year.
The other thing that's in that's kind of interesting that they've done here to help with some of that is they have added more uh, tests to site health, which is kind of cool. Uh, so the performance plugin, similarly to how um, Object Cache Pro adds some site health checks, uh, it has a auto-loaded options health check, which is generally the place where I see um, databases start to fall over in the admin. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the biggest places, right? Auto-loaded options. Too many of them? Just uh, just to explain it out. Like, just too many of them? Yeah, too many of yeah. them. And so there's, there is a health check they've added for that. They, you know, they've added some other health checks that are... But that's like an interesting one because like, okay, you get a health check for auto-loaded options. You have too many. Okay, which ones do I not auto-load? Well, that's that's the question, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like that's like, like it's kind of one of those tricky things where it's like, okay, I you, you've told me the thing, but it, if you're not super technical, this doesn't actually, it's not very actionable. Yeah. Even if it's a root cause yeah, it's it's really just kind of nice that there's going to be something, hopefully, that makes it to core here that says, hey, your site has 72,000 auto-loaded options that are, you know, 7.8 megabytes in, in its options table, and we consider that bad. <laughs> because that might give people uh, an indication that they should, you know, maybe do something about that. What do you do about that? Well, most of the time, those things are uh, things that plugins are adding. If you have themes that have had their own options, that could be there too. And if they're coded well, they'll remove their options when you remove the plugins, right? If they're not, they'll still stick around forever. Yeah, I mean, th- these are some of the things our optimization team have to look at now because you, you really do, you can't just... Customers in general are not going to know which ones they need or don't need if they're not super familiar with how WordPress works. So that is part of what we want to kind of automate is, you know, look for known issues that we've seen over and over with sites and, and automate that so the customers don't have to think about that. And and we just kind of do it for them. Yeah, it's uh, it's been cool watching the team. I hope they get to some of the more... Um, back-end and admin-focused things. Um, it looks like we're going to be getting a new admin uh, in the next uh, few releases of WordPress, potentially. So um, I've been watching that as well, and they... Uh, That's like a reskin, right? Well, I think it's a little more than a reskin this time. I think they're working on on actually building in some, some required... Uh, things for plugin authors that are going to stop some of the uh the things like uh banner abuse in the wordpress admin that's good to hear yeah i always love when i first log into a site when i get access to it and the things that are built into the wordpress dashboard are below the fold because there are notices from 36 plugins that all think they need to talk to a new user the second they log in. 
Yeah, that can be overwhelming. I've logged into some customers' dashboards and they're almost unusable because of the number of banners that were in there. Yeah. Just stack them. Yeah, and then uh, the other stuff is more in line with bringing the rest of the WordPress admin uh, closer to what some of the Gutenberg experience looks like now. But the stuff looks really cool. Um, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, for anybody who's interested, I will make sure that, uh, that Bob has a link to the initial draft of what those could look like, uh, for him to include in the show notes for this episode as well. Uh, but it's a time of interesting changes, right? They're starting phase three of Gutenberg where, uh, the focus is collaboration which to me, that's a big, scary project (laughs) because, you know, if the admin's already kind of dated and sometimes a bit slow because of choices that people make, when we get to a point where real-time collaboration is possible with multiple people connected to the same page in the admin and making edits at the same time, what does that mean for admin performance? Um, so that's, that's kind of an interesting initiative. I mean, we knew it was coming, right? We, we knew it was the goal. Um, but to see it starting to take shape is kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, immediately latency came to mind with you talking about, you know, collaborative feature. It obviously works really well in things like Google doc and they, they've kind of figured that out, but I, I do wonder what would happen if latency was higher and you're trying to collaborate on a post that could get messy. I mean, I rant, uh, we rant about latency all the time because like even Convesio, like I, I work with serverless. So like we were talking about like, oh, there's a limit to PHP workers, but like, you know, like with Lambda, you can have like thousands of them instantly. But, but like, it's just, it's more latency is now an issue, right? Because like, even with you, you were talking about it, right? Like the database is on the machine, right? Like, like just WordPress wasn't very well architected with latency in mind, whether it's even the object cache latency, like even something like Redis where it's like one MS or just the the database being off the machine. So those are like, I like definitely scaling challenges as well. Like if they want it to be more of a platform for collaboration, like at some point we have to start, thinking about beyond one box basically and how the, how WordPress behaves in that, that scenario. Yeah. I, I would really like to see WordPress become more cloud aware and not single threaded. Like I kind of mentioned earlier. Um, I think that's one of the things that makes a lot of these things a challenge. You just, it's everything's expected to be handled in the web one web request. I think as we continue to push PHP versions forward and yeah, we've made a lot of progress there already with just getting to where we're requiring uh, a 7x version of PHP now uh, for some things like WooCommerce, I, I believe, requires 7.4. But Fibers is 8.1, I think. Yeah, we're behind. 8.1 being a minimum version for WordPress, I, I assume is a decade away, like like at least five years if like, um, and I'm being generous. I hope not, because the core team has been accelerating 
how quickly we adopt now. And, you know, we made a big shift from five, six to seven, four in a very short period of time. Eight two still pretty broken though. Yeah. Like I don't even support like Emir doesn't support eight point two. Not because it, it would take me like half a day to add it. It's just there's no point. Like most of the plugins are gonna break and Cora has a ton of warnings. So Yeah, and so as we start to push further forward and we start to get to that point, um where we are able to do more, right? And, and fix more um, with multi-threading and everything else as we as we push PHP versions, the minimum versions forward to a point where we can start to adopt some of those new features. I think we're going to start to see performance increase uh, across the entire ecosystem. And you know, I've been talking about PHP seven since you know, 2015, uh, when I gave my first WordPress, uh, or WordCamp talk, um, talking about, you know, the Oscar Mike website and all the work we had to do to make WooCommerce performant, uh, back then and all the problems we ran into and how we fixed them. Um, and fix is a very loose term in that case because, there wasn't much fixable um, in 2015 because there weren't the the CRUD classes didn't exist for um, taking objects out of you know posts and putting them somewhere else. That didn't exist until 2017. You now, now we're just seeing that stuff start to hit WooCommerce core now uh, because plugins needed to update. <laughs> And for a long time, they were reluctant to to force plugins to update. Yeah. I mean, you didn't even have the supported PHP version flag that you could use like, to just to like even do that. But yeah, I gave a talk on PHP 7 in 2016. Back then, you remember Hip Hop VM. Oh, man. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> remember when we didn't even know whether it would be PHP 7 or it would be Hip Hop VM that would win? Like, it was like. Yeah, that HHVM created by uh, Facebook, now Meta. Yeah. We were talking. Uh, that's actually in my, my presentation from WordCamp Milwaukee. Me too, in San Diego. Yeah, we were talking about. How HHVM was actually how we made the Oscar Mike site performant because PHP seven wasn't out yet, and so um, HHVM uh, on Mercury on WP Engine was how we got the site running quickly. And HHVM has some restrictions that are very similar, actually, Carl, to what you're doing with Emir in that the media library. Yeah, if you configured it, if you configured it that way, like you didn't have to do it, but if you wanted to like have like the opcode like cached like to the max, basically, it was like it was, it was like that's what you you had to do. Like you couldn't you couldn't actually modify the code once it ran once. It, like it, it was, you had to restart the entire machine. It was a git a, a git first deployment strategy. We had. We had an offload S3 plugin that was not the uh, the the more known 
one. Uh, it was something that we just were able to put into uh, the repository and it worked and we were able to do a lot of that work uh, on HHVM, but it, it definitely changed the way that we had to develop and deploy. Uh, you could no longer just upload a plugin from the WordPress admin, right? All of these things were, were different. And we did all of that just to get to a point where we had acceptable performance before PHP 7 came out. I didn't do a whole lot with that project other than, you know, testing out some projects I was kind of personally working on, but it definitely gave me some Perl CC vibes at first. I wasn't sure if it was worth the trouble for our projects, but I'm kind of curious, like, how long did you stay on, on that? And was it performant enough for the everything else that came along with it, all the other hoops you had to jump through? Was it worth it? It was. Um, so, you know, the, the story goes that uh, Oscar Mike had contacted me because their site had crashed on Thanksgiving. And their site crashed on Thanksgiving because the founder uh, of Oscar Mike, Noah, a buddy of mine, uh, had been interviewed by the voice of the Chicago Bears during the Bears-Packers game on Thanksgiving Day. And he didn't call me before this happened. He, he called me when the site had already crashed. <laughs> and so Such a classic sysadmin uh, story. Like. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I hadn't been involved at all with what they were doing up until that point. So, you know, we had talked, I knew he was on WooCommerce and, uh, you know, we had had conversations about what he was doing, but we had not worked together. And so he calls me, I'm at dinner with my family and I, I still bring a laptop with me to family events. I, I have since I've had to start, you know, supporting e-commerce sites that could break any, any time, any day. Right. Um, and so I had my laptop with me and during Thanksgiving dinner, I pulled it out and started trying to fix the site. And it was at some small, smallish VPS host in Chicago, co-located in a, uh, a data center that had nobody working on Thanksgiving. Interesting. There was no support, nobody available. And, you know, Noah's not a, not a technical guy. Uh, so he had never logged into the VPS. He didn't know how to log into the VPS. Uh, he couldn't find the password for it. It took four hours for us to get into the VPS and restart it. Oh boy. And then I, I was finally able to start looking at logs and I was like, okay, what brought the server down? What brought it to a crawl? We got 14 orders. What brought it to a crawl? And it looked, and they had email hosted on the same server. Oh, no. And the mail queue had run the server out of memory because of the emails that were being generated by new orders happening. Wow. Freaking email, man. Giant, giant marketing opportunity. You know, Bears-Packers games on Thanksgiving, for those of you who aren't from the Midwest, are kind of a big deal, right? It, it, it had been a, a classic pairing that had happened for years on end. 
and still does occasionally, but, uh, but it used to be pretty much every year. And now, you know, it's every couple of years, every few years, but, um, but that was a huge opportunity, tons of people watching. Um, and that interview aired, you know, everywhere. We tried to move them from the VPS they were on to a hosting plan at media temple. Cause I'd had good luck with media temple in the past. Um, and they already were kind of looking that direction. So we tried it site crashed immediately. The second we moved it 500 errors everywhere. So I called up the folks at, w- at WP engine who I, I knew pretty well. I had been talking to uh, Stephen Lynn who was running mercury and we decided, you know what, this might be a good candidate. And so we signed the mercury agreement and I started uh, a year of my life working on site at Oscar Mike working on, uh, working on their website and uh, helping to optimize their e-commerce store and their internal e-commerce operations and that's where a lot of the knowledge that I have around how back office systems integrate with e-commerce sites came from was being, you know, boots on the ground in an office, putting orders together and pulling things off warehouse shelves and figuring out, you know, how to organize a warehouse so it's easier to pick and what picking patterns happen and how to optimize that whole process as well. But that was all with Oscar Mike, and that's how I got into this world of e-commerce, was because my friend called me on Thanksgiving with a site that had crashed. And that's how we ended up on HHVM, and the performance was definitely uh, absolutely worth it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. Honestly, it was good at first, um, because at 5.6, it it supported 5.6, so you didn't have to do the PHP 7 migration to get the benefits of of PHP. Of, because performance-wise, they were roughly the same once PHP 7 came out, but you had to do the migration, right? So the, the advantage of HHVM was it was just, it supported 5.6. But the errors sucked. Like, like the errors just sucked. Like, if you had, like, an HHVM error, like, it was just, like, obscure, and it was not... It was not fun to to figure out. Well, and it, you also had random like it would die. Like it was, it was much more like an application server. Like it was like if you if you come from like the Rubies and the G Unicorns and the Pythons, like when the the application server just dies, like you had a lot of that. So I was not I was not a fan basically. I, but we also moved it. We moved to that, and then I moved away. Essentially, once we migrated seven to seven, the code base. So we had it configured so that it would restart every night because it couldn't stay up for more than 24 hours. Okay, it wasn't that bad for me. It was not bad for me. The server just restarted every night at uh, 2 in the morning. And that's how we kept it from running out of memory and all the other things that could happen with HHVM. We just restarted it. Uh, and the interesting thing about that Mercury project is that it was actually a collaboration between 10up and WP Engine. They had worked together to build it. Um, and, you know, years later, I end up, 
ended up working at Tenup for a short period of time. And it was just kind of fun to have that story when I, when I started. Reminds me of the Malcolm and middle episode where Hal fixes a light bulb and <laughs> leads to the drawer being broke and everything else. That's what I'm picturing. Your Thanksgiving was like that. that it, it was, it absolutely was. I don't know about you, Justin, but that's been my life. Like I been a sysadmin since I'm 16, basically. Like I feel like it's, it's always the same thing. Like one thing breaks and then you fix it and then something else elsewhere breaks and then you're stuck fixing that and then it just like just never ends i i think what makes a difference in in growing in that area is letting fires burn even though they're there right you get down you're like okay i can't touch this right now but i'll come back to it take notes add a to-do or something but yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah, yeah. no definitely i mean (laughs) you you need the you need the kind of sprinkler system basically like i like like uh like monit or something like that like something that kind of like monitors things and like restarts things for you automatically but alerts you right like so you know that there's like something going on but at least like it's it's kind of self-contained in the sense that like it doesn't take down the whole house in the same, you know, it's like a controlled burn, right? Like you gotta, you gotta, it's like for forest fires, right? Like you have to do sometimes controlled burns to like, to, to prevent things while it's like you control it and then you reset it and then it starts, it starts again and then you're okay. But yeah. So wait, is removing unneeded plugins and themes like removing brush to make sure there's nothing for the fire to spread to? Oh my god! I just literally had somebody in Discord. I was like, I was like doing support for Emir. I was like, okay, he's like, he's got an error. I'm like, is this a vanilla WordPress install? He's like, yes, it's it's vanilla with 250 megs of plugins. Wow. I was like, that's not what vanilla means. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, this is not vanilla WordPress. <laughs> so I was looking at a project the other day that has a single plugin that's over 130 megabytes. I mean, WooCommerce is pretty big honestly like right but this this is a custom built single plugin for that site that's over 130 megabytes what the hell yeah yeah that's a lot (laughs) that seems unnecessary talk about building a monolith (laughs) yeah seriously well that's awesome um we've definitely covered the gamut as we normally do and i want to give you both just an opportunity here as we wrap up to uh kind of give your final thoughts if you have any uh sometimes i don't and uh today i don't really i think we've covered a lot (laughs) um well i enjoyed talking to both you i think the one thing i did want to mention is we're going to be at the word camp in august here coming up Uh, there'll be about 20 of us from a2 we'll have the entire leadership team there so you can actually talk to everybody running the different departments plus a couple people from pretty much every department so we'll be there at booth 312 i believe and uh yeah well and so come by and visit you'll get to actually talk to some of the leadership team and i think that will be pretty unique i'm not sure if other companies are bringing their entire leadership team but we're also taking that time to do our quarterly planning ahead of the conference we 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 typically meet once per year in in person and so we figured why not make it work camp this year nice that's good. That's a good opportunity. That's always a good opportunity. Yeah. Well, uh, Carl and I will definitely be there. Uh, I know Bob is coming back to the United States for it. Um, so it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to 
to have some of the do the woo crew there as well. And we'll see what we end up doing together uh, during WordCamp US. But uh, we'll we'll all be there. Might do some small recordings. Might do some small recordings. Yeah, we'll all be there causing trouble uh, as we do. Right, Carl? I'm a walking, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like basically a walking infraction. <laughs> so <laughs> not really, but I like thinking about it that way. I like thinking there's a there's a wanted poster of me inside WordCamp Central. Yeah, it's definitely there. It's right over Cammy's desk. Well, sounds like you'll be a fun bunch there. We'll definitely have to make some time. Yeah, we'll, we will for sure. Yeah, excited to see you in person there for sure. I just do the hallway track, so you're 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 a hundred percent sure to see me. Okay, sounds good. I look for you. Yep, and apart from some meetings and lunches, because you know. That's that's what you do. Um, I'll be around and probably also mostly in the hallway track. But beyond that, I, I'm there to network and you know grow. And that's uh, that I've I've always found happens better in the hallway track. So I agree with you. It's been a while. I haven't traveled since 2019. I think was my last conference. I was supposed to go to CloudFest and. February, March of 2020, but that didn't work out. Everything got shut down. So this will be my first conference in four or five years. So wow, definitely looking forward to seeing new faces and old faces. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Awesome. Yeah, we will see you there. Uh, thank you for joining us here uh, and sharing your insights and and some thoughts on on this giant topic of you know running WooCommerce effectively. It's always a fun one to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to uh, yeah, having you back on at some point in the near future. Is there anywhere somebody can find you, actually? Yeah, what's the best place for people to reach you? To reach me? Um, well, you can email me. Um, that's probably the best way, to be honest. Uh, but uh, jmazzy at a2hosting.com, j-m-a-z-z-i at a2hosting.com. Shoot me an email. Uh, my inbox is mostly under control these days, which is a good thing. So I'll, I'll see your email. Well, we will see all of you uh, at WordCamp US. And I don't think we have an episode planned for next month because of WordCamp US. Uh, so we may have something come out that we record there uh, if we have the time to do so. Uh, but if not, uh, we will see you in September. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks, Zach and Carl. Appreciated your time. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Justin. Hey, Bob WP here again. I would highly recommend you take Justin up on his invite and visit their booth at WordCamp US coming up here real soon. Also, remember, you can impress your clients with an edge of knowledge around tax compliance by attending Avalara's Nets online conference. That's on September 20th and 21st. You can register at avlr.co forward slash next 23. And while you're on the web there, head over to jetpack.com and peruse those individual plugins to find that perfect one for your client's projects. So until the next time, keep on doing the woo.